This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. One of the greatest cities, especially in summertime, Chicago is rocking. Now travel southwest along Interstate 80. We want you to head to Joliet, Illinois, home of Chicagoland Speedway. It's the next stop for NASCAR. It's the first stop in 2019 for our team here on NBC. Series practices, trucks racing tonight, and it's 5 o'clock Central Time, our first Fan Friday. Now, to be fair, the Peacock Pit Box has been logging some miles this year. It's been to the Indy 500, Long Beach. I mean, Dale Jr. and I sat up here for, what, an 11-hour stretch at the Rolex 24 in Daytona. But this, this is familiar territory. Back with the Dales, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Dale Jarrett. Welcome back. No better way to kick off with a Fan Friday and you survived your first year. Are you excited and ready for year number two? Yeah, I mean, I've missed, I've missed being in the booth. I've missed calling our races, and yeah, I've been at the racetrack. We've been doing a lot of work over the last first, over the first half of the season. But I've missed this job, and we've got a great season uh, underway so far. And everybody remembers how wild this weekend was last year. <laughs> so this guy's got a lot to live up to. The drivers gonna have to bring it this weekend. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think the potential's there to have some kind of great finish. I don't know how we ever surpassed what that was between Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson last year, but I think that these rules that we have now and the racing we've seen so far in these first 16 lines up to be something pretty spectacular. Excited to be back and doing this and seeing exactly who's going to be whenever we get to Homestead in uh, about 21 weeks. But it's nice to some of these drivers to hold off getting that first win until we were able to get yeah, here to the track. Yeah. You never know what to expect in these finishes. You never know what to expect on a Fan Friday, especially when we send Kyle, Petty, and Rutledgewood out among the fans. That's <laughs> what we have coming up for you. They're going to um, check in from some different places around the track. We 
also have two special guests at the Peacock Pit Box, Ross Chastain and Justin Allgaier, and they both have great stories to tell. And we want to hear from you. We're going to open up the phone lines later in the show. That's right. You can call us at 844-NASCAR-NBC. Uh, get your questions in for Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jarrett. Here's the current playoff standings in the Cup Series as we roll into Chicagoland. Again, they're not on track until tomorrow, but one year ago, you guys talked about it, the great finish and the birth of a viral sensation. Coming up on one lap to go, and here comes Larson. Larson to the bottom of the track. Good job. Trying to take the lead away. Good job. Almost. Good job. And here comes Larson down to the bottom of the racetrack. Good job. Trying to take the lead away. Good job. Good job. Here comes the 18. He puts the oh ball in the back of him. The 18 into the wall. Kyle Busch will win. <laughs> wow. All right, I'm going to get to who you're looking for in this race this year. But when you see those little kids doing that, doesn't <laughs> it just crack you up? Yeah, that was a big deal. I didn't really <laughs> expect that to blow up like it did. But, um, you know, I was actually talking to Rick Allen. I, when I was saying slide job, I was like, Rick, slide job. Because he's in the booth next to us. And I'm like, you see what's happening? It's a slide job getting ready to happen. And I was like, uh, and it just turned into this really big thing right out of my first race. So uh, but I had, a, I had the pressure was on for the rest of the year to deliver. <laughs> You know, the rest of the... Well, you delivered race. to start with. Right? I'll say that. Yeah, in a big way. High, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So who are you looking at in this race this year? Well, obviously, uh, when the season started, Kyle Busch was definitely the strongest car. But over the last eight eight races, Martin Trex won four of those races. And so to me, he seems to have asserted himself. It's possibly the favorite uh, as we go, as we're halfway through the season. Uh, we're talking about two guys. Last year, we were talking about three. Kevin Harvick was in that conversation. He hasn't got a win just now. Uh, just yet in this in the in the series this year so uh we're looking for him to sort of pick up that pace and he's had opportunities led a lot of laps lost a lot of opportunities to win races but kyle bush martin Trix jr those two guys are still at the top uh as they were last year i think you'll see kevin harvick get in that conversation as this season winds down who will be that fourth driver last year it was joe legato came in there stole it all who was going to be that guy to come in there and do it again this year yeah, so interesting to, to see all of this transpiring and kind of over the, the season so far in these first 16 as to who has kind of picked up on what I need to, to race around these other cars because the packs are bigger at all the tracks at the majority of them. And so who's figured that out? The two guys that I looked at uh, that I'm going to talk about, uh, Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski, they came out like they were really going to put up a, a good battle uh, with the Toyotas and Joe Gibbs Racing in particular. Uh, and they got three wins and two wins with Brad getting the three gather a lot of stage points and then have themselves of course joey's got himself right there with kyle bush just a point ahead for the regular season championship which is worth 15 playoff points which could be huge moving through the playoffs so uh but things haven't been quite as good i, I know logano uh, had a great race at michigan not long ago but they haven't seemed to have uh, the staying power that the toyotas have so uh, really interested to watch this and what are these Fords that Stuart Haas going to do? When are they going to show up at the end of the race to kind of take over and get themselves to victory lane? And if and when they show up, are they then just floodgates open and we're going to see them in victory lane yeah. quite a bit? One I of think, the storylines. I think we'll definitely see Harvick re re recapture some of the strength that he had last year. I love the conversation about Penske. I have Brad Keselowski winning this weekend. He's been okay. strong with the mile and a half all year long. All right. Well, Chicagoland, by the way, it's taking its summer festival theme and running with it. It is a beautiful day, by the way, here at the racetrack. Actually, they are running 
and then sliding. The track has done a ton of events as part of its summer festival lineup for fans this weekend, including the Slide Job Slide. Here you see the kids enjoying it. This is located in Champions Park. There is a ton of stuff for fans to do. Let's see. Oh, wait. We're going to ride along with them. This is our in-car camera right here, I guess you would say. The in-slide camera. Uh, now, Kyle Petty and Rutledge Wood, are you guys in Champions Park? Krista, we are indeed yes. in Champions Park. Woo! We've and been it, playing games. It is going great. Yes. To put it mildly, it is a total carnival out here. They're having a huge VIP party today for all the season ticket holders. I mean, not only are we glad to be back and be covering the sport, yeah. but these fans are so excited to be here. It's been a pretty cold and wet sort of half of the year for, for folks here in the Chicago area. It is a beautiful weekend. Yes. And because of Dale Jr., they are lined up for slide job behind us. Everybody wants to do the slide job. Can you blame them? I cannot blame them. I cannot, especially out here today. And they'll be able to complete the slide job, which we know was Didn't not happen. possible last yeah, year. Kinda. But there's so many different things going on. The barbecue smoke down is going yes. on. They've got a ton of amazing chefs that are in town. Myron Mixon is here. Chris Lilly, Dr. Barbecue himself, Ray Lamp is here. <laughs> We're going to try to show you some of the stars of the barbecue world a little bit later. Those and are Rutledge's heroes. Just wanted to throw that oh, out. Oh, you know that's true. Yes, that's true. But also, you might notice I'm, I'm sporting a, a motocross George. Motor Cross, you look good. Thank you for my, my buddy Thor. We're going to show you guys the Pit, pit Bike, bike Nationals races. are coming up here a little bit later. But I just wanted to say, if you're someone that's pretty good at gambling, I don't know, maybe like Dale Jarrett, I'd come out here and press your luck, my friend, because look what we got with one shot in. We are feeling like winners today. One shot. Have, have you guys been on the slide? We haven't yet. Yeah, uh, we, we haven't. We were, we're waiting in line behind these guys. Yeah, it just was so <laughs> tempting to, to try to shoot to win. So we will try the slide, though. All right. Uh, you guys are not done yet. You guys are going to check in uh, coming up from some different places. I don't know how you guys are going to get those on the plane home is the question. I don't know either. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just getting started. My goodness. Yeah. Right, I'm, I'm excited about Myron Mixon. I've read some of his oh, books. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, guy, yeah, guy can make some barbecue. True, that's kind of speaking your language Absolutely. in the barbecue yeah. world. All right, coming up, he has become the best story in the sport, at least right now. Ross Chastain is racing for a chance in the Truck Series Championship. He will join us hot off his amazing comeback win next. It's it's scary stuff right now, and it's um, that's why we just need it. We 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 will we we will we will go win this weekend, and we will keep winning. That was before Gateway. That was Ross Chastain calling his shot. The Melon Man took the checkered flag last weekend at Gateway, less than four hours from here down I-55, and took a big step toward making the Truck Series playoffs. He is the busiest man in the sport. This is what he does after a win: smashes a watermelon. Ooh, we might have an idea for something here, actually, because Ross Chastain is with us. He is actually running triple duty this week, and I know these guys are going to get into the win and a lot of things, but the fact that you have been running basically double or triple duty almost every weekend since the season began is just incredible. Yeah, it is. It's um, There's a reason that we broke the record, because it's incredibly difficult to manage three races in a weekend and, and four different teams uh, with two different Xfinity teams. And just the competition side is hard enough, but the, the business side and, and fulfilling all the sponsor obligations and answering all the calls and emails and conference calls, that's where it gets tough, honestly. You made a decision to go after the Truck Series Championship. I don't know that that's ever been done in the middle of the season. Um, 
what goes into that conversation? I mean, when it happened, it just happened, and, and now it's you're doing it. You're, you won the race. You got this many points you got to make to get in the top 20. But how does that conversation even start? Who did you what, did you call somebody and go, I want to do this? Did they call you? What was the, were the roadblocks with NASCAR? Yeah, there was. There was so many roadblocks, and, and it was never the plan. It was always talked about, but the plan was, after everything fell apart in December, just stick to the plan. Let's do this Xfinity stuff. Um, because real, so many things had to fall into place, and, and I feel like there's a plan for me, and I'm good with it. And and just just in, uh, the Xfinity stuff had to fall apart for the trucks, for me to be able to run more than about five races this year. Um, so once that happened, we knew we were going to run most of them. But really, I think at Las Vegas, we didn't know we were going to run the, that race in the truck until like Monday. And if we would have missed that race, we wouldn't have been eligible. So so many things had to come into place. A lot of stuff on the business side, on the Xfinity side, got just got sloppy and just got tough to. We were just weren't going to be competitive, and and I hate that. But we had an opportunity to go win races, and to, in any time. But in today's world of NASCAR, if you have an opportunity to go win, you have to take it. And it's all on me if it if it fails or something doesn't work out. I'll I'll live with it. But ultimately, how did it was my you know decision. that was a winning opportunity? Well, I had driven the trucks. I knew. Yeah. I knew the. I knew last year at at Bristol, Texas, and Homestead that Nice Motorsports had the opportunity to win if we put all the pieces together. We brought in Phil Gould. Chevy gave us more support. Can't thank Team Chevy enough, and Lonnie Rush, and and that was the final two pieces and three pieces that we needed to go win. Ross, I'm always intrigued by how people. A lot of people have success, but how do people that have success and then have adversity? How do they handle those situations? So, and not to bring up bad things, but you proved last year in a good Xfinity car exactly what you can do: racing toe to toe with the very best in the business, outrunning them, getting that Xfinity win, uh, and thinking then that you had a full-time, really good Xfinity ride. Then all of a sudden, that's gone away. Then you win a truck race that you think you've won $50,000 with this team, got yourself in a good position. That's taken away. And then what do you do but guarantee a win and come back and do it? Yeah, I, I listened back to the podcast driving uh, driving somewhere this week, and I was I was pretty upset with myself at how I think I was pretty cocky there. I don't like that. I don't like listening back to myself in general, but definitely there. Uh, but I was mad. We were mad as a team. We just didn't feel like the crime fit the punishment. But in that appeals meeting, the, well, first of all, I never want to go through that again. I don't know if y'all ever have, but <laughs> I, if, if I have to go through another appeals process, it'll be appeals a process. It'll be too soon. I don't want to do it. So um, they made it very clear that's the new norm in NASCAR. There are no nothing. They will not move at all. So as long as they keep that forever, I'm fine with being the first guy. It, yeah, it stinks right now, but. We made it in USA Today because of it, uh, so we wouldn't have if we would have just won the race. So sometimes you have to find the positives in, a, in, in the really bad situations. Yeah, a lot of people would let that distract them, though. I mean, even as a driver that you had, because the whole week that's all that you talked about, and then going through the appeal, but you didn't let that phase you at all. Oh, you, 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 I had to talk about it because that's all anybody would ask me about. <laughs> they wouldn't really ask me about the race car or how fast our race truck was. or We dominated. We started 19th and won both stages and led the most laps. Like, we never got past at Iowa one, t Iowa one time. And that truck being too low at static tech height didn't have a thing to do with it. But we failed tech, and we've moved on. And, yeah, we went and performed. Uh, we had cords hanging out of the left front tire last week, and we ran our fastest lap with five to go. So we talk about the truck opportunity and how that's, mo how that's kind of formed into a real run for the championship. And everybody's, everybody in the sport is excited about that for you. Everybody's pulling for you after everything you've been through with last year, the deal falling apart and uh, the troubles you had this year and the 
calling your win and going out there and doing it. Everybody's a big fan of you right now, but you got another awesome opportunity this weekend with Khalid Racing. You're in the 10 car, your third start this year. You got a fast car. You were fifth throughout practice. You did spin out over there. You didn't tear the car <laughs> up. I think that's actually a good thing. Now you know where the edge is. Yeah. But how exciting is that opportunity? This is a real re legitimate race team, another winning opportunity for you. Is, is this sort of the next step for you beyond the truck series? I mean, I, I, yeah, that's what we're building for. I'm sitting here looking down at turn one at the big nutrient suite where they're going to have 400 and some odd people in here, here this weekend. They're, they're ag people, and that's what I know. I know race cars and I know agriculture, and they, they are everything that I like to be and like to talk about. When I'm away from the racetrack, I'm on the phone or headed to a farm somewhere. I really enjoy, I mean, I, I, I'm not there day to day anymore. I'm trying to chase this racing, but Nutrient Ag Solutions is something, they've came into my life last fall, and, and they were gonna be on the 42 car for a couple of races, and through all that, they stuck with me. Elliot Sadler, Brett Griffin, all the Sadler family, um, they did, and they, they were like, Elliot said, no, we're going to figure this out. I can't do a, a Virginia accent, but how, <laughs> how the Sadlers talk. So they stood by me, and that, that got me through a lot of the tough times. Help me understand the connection with Elliot Sadler. Man, he's crazy, and he picked me to, to run the races as he's retiring. He, doesn't, he didn't want to run that many. And they wanted to run more than he wanted to, and so they asked who who else, who should drive, and he said, well, Ross Chastain, that's your farmer, that's your race car driver, wow. did a good job, and, and that's that pretty was, cool. That yeah. was that was, and, you know, and Brett Griffin was right along there to pick up the slack when Elliot went back went went hunting. Hey, we talk about a lot about the the relationship between a driver and crew chief and how important that is. But I've seen, as Kyle Busch and others, uh, Brad Keselowski, they have crew chiefs in the Xfinity Series. They get the job done everywhere. That's what real drivers do manage to, to make that. Do you sit down and have conversations with these? Because you're going through with a lot of people uh, in doing all of these races and helping them to understand what you're looking for in your car or truck. Yeah, I mean, it also just comes with time. So those three races last fall were key to our success this year. Um, and then they're just, I mean, they're, I'd like to take credit. And yes, we talk a lot. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, there are no days off. I don't, I don't enjoy vacation. Um, I really just enjoy getting up every morning, whether it's 5 a.m. or 9 a.m. But when I get up, it is go time. And it's, it's just phone calls and email and just driving from race shop to race shop around Mooresville and and just trying to put together the best package that week to go racing and that's what's so cool like about the trucks is you can you can just make so much speed just by working you don't have to have sim you don't i mean we do and and all the good truck teams do these days which is crazy that we have sim <laughs> programs but um it's just a really good race team and i saw that and that's why i wanted to be a part of it is it true that you have three win stickers on your truck I do. You're dang, you're dang right. We won that race. We, they might have taken everything, but we... They're not taking the sticker. That's, That's right. awesome. Hey, fans have been sending us tweets throughout the show using hashtag, uh, Kyle's hashtag, right? Let me say this. So if you have something, go ahead and send it in. Ross, you have a, a question from Xander. He wants to know, are you going to keep pushing for wins in the truck series between now and the playoffs or take the safer route to try to collect those top tens? Heck no. No, there's um, there's no backing down. Our, our, our team owner, Al Neese, a little backstory, he's a marine vet uh, his motto is press the assault and and i can't imagine what he's went through in his life but but he's here to race and he's here for us to press the assault and that's what we do every lap we qualified 16th but that's where we qualify every time we bring this specific truck the best we've qualified is 13th and then it's been 15th and two 16th for four times this year and um yeah it's it's going to be lap one 
go to the top, try to get by a couple guys on the start, and from there settle in and see what we've got. Um, but no, there is no way you, you can't. I don't. I don't think anybody. I don't. I always thought it was a PR saying like points racing. I've never understood that um, because you have to keep proving you're only good as your last race. So you um, are going to run all three races this weekend. But last year it was 150 degrees in the Cup car <laughs> during that race yeah. on Sunday. Pretty yeah. nasty yeah. all weekend to be honest with you. Do you do you do anything special uh, to take care of yourself? Make sure you're hydrated feeling great you thinking about that all week long yeah yeah it's it's 24 7 every day of the year now but it all comes back to watermelon baby i, <laughs> I just eat watermelon all day long and i do honestly I, but i have to like blend it up i have to do you're not kidding yeah. i'm not kidding yeah. i mean yes it's my family's livelihood and the watermelon industry is like a big family and that's what's so cool about it i have supporters all over the country that push we all promote watermelons nobody promotes one brand and that's what's so cool about it is that doesn't matter where we all live we're all just trying to get people to sell like we want to sell more watermelons and we want people to eat more watermelons i always found as a driver that i wanted to know who i was racing against most of the time and you're in this truck series you talk about going wide open and, and drivers in these trucks will change uh, a, a lot do you familiarize yourself with that or do you not worry about that and you just see a truck and you're ready to go past it doesn't matter who's driving it no i do i learned my lesson on that um in 2013 um the thor sport trucks johnny Sauter and somebody they swapped trucks right before martinsville and i didn't realize it and i think it was dakota armstrong with dakota we raced together a lot and and i was going to cut him off off of turn two and I did that. Well, it was Johnny in that truck, and he did not let me in. And I almost, I almost went down pit road. He didn't let me go all the way down the straightaway. So after that, I said, I will. I know everybody in the trucks, and and I might not know them personally, but I yeah. know who they are. And most of them don't care for me, honestly. I mean, and I get that. I, I don't want people to not like me. But then again, I bring my friends with me, and and I don't. I have a camper. I have. A, it's a fifth wheel toy hauler. I I park in the bus lot. But I don't have a bus, and I don't hang out with a lot of them. I'll go to the I'll go to the hotel where the guys are and, and go to dinner with them, and then come back to the camper um, with my dog. So that's I, I I just I don't worry about being friends with them, but I know who they are. You mentioned promoting and supporting uh, watermelon farmers. Is that one of the motivations? You sent out a tweet I, I guess today saying, "Hey, if if someone tweeted you, and they were in the campground, you were going to bring them." A watermelon. Yes. Right. That was what happened. And so, did someone took you up on the on the challenge? Yeah. We, That's right, man. How are we doing, man? Not good, man. Oh my God. So where did you have to go? You went and found him. That was lakefront or lakeside outside of the backstretch. Um, it's wet here, by the way, yeah. in Illinois. All these farmers are underwater. But um, so that that guy was up on a high spot. Um, he actually had Italian greyhounds. He had four of them, and I've never knew that, known that, but they're miniature greyhounds. And so he got all of his dogs out, and they're awesome. They were the softest little greyhounds, but they're just miniature. <laughs> Tiny. Yeah, That's they were awesome. I've never even heard of that. No, yeah. but they were a cool breed of dog, and um, I, I have just a just old mud of Rhodesian Ridgeback, which is fancy for uh, a do, uh, just a, a rescue dog. Yeah, it's pretty cool what you have that you promote because I run across very few people. If any, I couldn't even come up with somebody that I've ever heard say they didn't like watermelon. So it's pretty good that you've got that. It's the craziest job in the world. I get to drive race cars on the weekends and I get to promote and try to get people to buy more watermelons. That's the easiest thing in the world. I mean, especially what? in the summer. Right. I mean, it's hot as it's it's hot out here, and and if you don't smile when you're eating a watermelon, then you are doing something wrong. Do you only <laughs> smash watermelons when you win? Is that like a 
Yeah, that's bad like luck the to only, do it otherwise. The only time that you would ever do it, and really, it was like, well, what? I, I thought about it when I got into NASCAR. I want to do something different when I won. I mean, of course, you want to do burnouts. You want, you know, that's like the backflip. No, no, I can't do a backflip <laughs> on a trampoline or nothing. So I'm about as limber as a pencil. But uh, oh, they're gonna cut that. And but um, yeah, I want to do something like if somebody's at a bar or they're at home and the TV's muted, like something to remember my yeah. sponsor and the people that got me here. And I thought, what better way than to smash the watermelon right on well, TV? Well, we got one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if people are watching at home and they have the TV muted and you want them to remember you, here I mean, this go. is a way to do Are we going to do one right now? Yeah, let's do, you, do yeah, it. Are you up for it? <laughs> it's okay. not bad luck, All right? right? We're going to no, hook no. your mic. All right. So here we go. Which way? Where is he going to smash? I don't know. We got to see. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. All right. Let's see how this is going to work. You good? I, I guess so. We, we're kind of making head. up the rules as we go. So go for yeah, it. Here it goes. There it is. <laughs> nice job. Nice job. Thank you very much. That was fun, Thank buddy. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. And we got fan questions coming up. Ross Chastain, of course, don't, don't bet against him triple duty this weekend he's running the truck race tonight and still found the time to come up and talk with us and smash a watermelon oh nice i was very young i started racing when i was 13. kind of just misfits all thrown together they were the ones that were teaching me. He was one of my teachers back then. He was my coach. He was the first one of that dream. He was a workaholic. She really paved a lot of the way for me. He helped me, mentored me. He had just been around for a long time. A couple times he probably threw me out. And a lot of us leaned on, on their family. Holy crap, what are you doing? <laughs> What's up? No way. You're right behind me. <laughs> This is a freaking shock and a half. It's called Behind the Driver. You'll see it all uh, year long. Joey Logano is going to be up first. You'll see more of that conversation Sunday on our pre-race coverage. Of course, we are returning Saturday, Xfinity Series Racing, Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern, the Cup Series. We are back. Tonight's schedule, yeah, you still have a little bit here. Xfinity Series final practice coming up right after us and stay tuned here on NBCSN for the Premier Lacrosse League Archers versus Atlas live from Atlanta. And Dale, I know you're we're excited that Joey Logano conversation is going to be good. I'm telling you, if you don't do anything, watch these things. And this one in particular with Joey this weekend. Don't, uh, can't give it away. I really, know. really special. Uh, I, I get chills every time that oh. I see these and talk about it. Just to hear these stories. Pretty amazing. All right. So we have some callers. So thanks, everyone, for watching us and calling in. So uh, the phone lines, I guess, are open. So we're going to start with Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi. How, how's everybody doing? Great. I was wondering... Great. Uh, what you thought about Eric Almarola making a legitimate shot at making a big run in the playoffs and a shot at the championship in the second half of the season. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, SHR just has a lot to gain overall as a company, and I think they, they'd admit that. They're not where they were last year. Um, they've won seven races at this point last year, and I don't think they, they don't have any wins. And uh, the speed isn't there. You can see the frustration in, in, in some of the interviews and comments that Kevin Harvick's made over the last several months. But they will get there. Kevin Harvick yeah. always figures it out. And if that team does rebound, I think that they'll more than likely have Kevin Harvick to thank for that. 
uh, he just has a way of making his whole company better when they, when they start to understand where they need to go and the direction they need to go. I think that's what depends on Eric Amarola sort of getting his rhythm back and being as strong as he was. At this point last year, we came into Chicago, he almost upset here. Yeah. He won that race, led a lot of laps. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to do that this weekend. They got a lot of work to do uh, to get back into that picture. Yeah, if they keep, uh, yeah, if they continue to do that. But what I see is all four of the drivers having to work extremely hard to get everything that they're getting. And, you know, that to put yourself, they just haven't put themselves in position very much. And you have to get inside the top five before you can think about, that. hey, I'm going to go win a race. But, by, you know, unless you, you know, do a fuel mileage or something like that. But uh, they're going to get there. It's just a matter of time. But Eric Almirola proved to me last year that he is a championship contender when he gets in, in that car now. He understands it more now than ever before. So if the company continues to progress, then he might be there once again. All right, our thanks to Mark calling from Connecticut. We have another call. Brian, hi, you're on the line. I feel like, is that what you say when you have a caller? You're on the line. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Um, what do you think the biggest obstacle is going to be for Ross to win this championship? Well, I mean, I, I think that he'll have no problem getting into the top 20 in points. I think the biggest obstacle really is for them, like any other team, to maintain that speed. Yeah. You know, they have the tools, they have the speed right now. They're winning races. They're even winning races maybe they shouldn't win. You know, he didn't have the best truck um, and still was able to win that race. It's just whether they can maintain that speed and momentum. We see it all in the Cup Series, Xfinity Series. You have guys that'll be great in the first half of the year. Someone else will come on in the, as we make the run to the playoffs. And then there's another team that shows up that wasn't even in the conversation to win a championship. So Ross and those guys just have to withstand those 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 rising tides yeah. as other teams get stronger and maintain their speed. Yeah, and racing for a championship, things always get more difficult. You can't explain those things to people. You can sit down and try to go through things that are going to happen they haven't experienced before, and that one call or that one move as a driver that may keep you from, from getting to that point. There's so, so many things change when you get into the playoffs. Can they keep focused and, and keep going in this, the right direction to make all that happen? And he's, what, 38 points, I think, out of the top 20? That's what he has to get yeah. to, and you think no problem. I don't think any problem if they can continue to finish well. If he has a blown motor, any kind of issue that takes him out of the race where he can't get a lot of points, that could be a big issue. Uh, but but as long as they can finish well and consistent, I think that he his mentality of run up front, win races, do everything I can, run hard, that's going to carry them into the playoffs. Now, whether that's the right mentality going through that entire play, <laughs> yeah. you got to have a little tact. you got to yeah. have some, some strategy and, and a certain mentality, I think, to work through those playoff uh, elimination rounds. That sort of go-for-broke attitude maybe doesn't work in every situation. So can, can Ross really kind of have – what does he have in his toolbox to be able to adjust through yeah. that playoff run? And he's going to get raced differently by those guys Absolutely, up there yeah. that know that he's a threat now. Right. Yeah. Right. He just said that not nobody likes him. <laughs> I know. You were he's got that against him. I yeah. was like taken aback. I was like, nobody likes you? The other guys you race against don't like you. don't have any friends over there. So if that's if that's the case, he's in real trouble in the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brian. That call came to us from Ohio. I think we have Marvin on the line. Marvin, what's your question for, for Dale and Dale? Hi, Krista. Hi, Dale. And hello, Hi. Junior. Hey. What's hey, your question? Junior. Jared, I got a question for you guys. Who do you guys think is going to win the Xfinity Series race on Saturday? Oh, wow. Put That's a great spot. question. I wish I had that answer. But, uh, you know, 
the guy that impresses me the most uh, through this whole thing, and it's kind of the big three there uh, that you look at with Cole Custer and Christopher Bell, but Tyler Reddick, this is his kind of racetrack. Hang things out and, and go after it, and uh, I, I think he might be my pick for the weekend. I'd have to say that he's a favorite right now. Looking at that first practice, he was clearly uh, the dominant car right off the truck. These guys have another opportunity here to practice here in a little bit to, to gain some speed on him. But, yeah, this is his kind of track. You're going to run on the fence. I talked to him today, and he said, I'm practicing today and tomorrow uh, for Homestead. This is really the best opportunity for me to understand just how good our cars are going to be around the top of the racetrack where we're going to be running at Homestead. So he's already thinking championship. He's already thinking about what he needs to do to be ready for that race at Homestead. And this is a track that's really critical for that. Yeah, they were, what, the big three, Reddick, Custer, Bell? They were the top yeah. three, I think, in that first practice, weren't it's, they? It's incredible. And, and Joe Logano's in that race, and, yeah. and he was fourth, I believe, in practice. So he's actually got his work cut out for him <laughs> to beat these uh, Xfinity regulars. So the second Xfinity Series practice is coming up after we're finished here on Fan Friday. So stick around for that. Thank you very much for your call, Marvin. That was He was calling from Ohio, too. we got a lot of folks watching us yeah. in Ohio. All right, who's up next? Alex. Alex. Hi, Alex. Do you have a question? Yes, I do. Now, Dale Jr., I'm a huge fan of yours, and I have been for a long time. And DJ, I'm a big fan of yours as well. And my friend Jason is also a fan of yours, and he's a sim racer. Does nice. sim racing compare to real racing at all? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I've argued that till I'm blue in the face for a decade now, and that sim racing can help you whether you're a race car driver today or want to be a race car driver tomorrow. And the fact of the matter is that the technology has gotten so good that you can literally uh, go get on a sim or, or, or get into sim racing, whether it's on the console or on the PC, and you can go run these tracks and understand just how to you know use the throttle or what the shift points are for a road course. I, you know These guys are using uh, iRacing on the PC to uh, practice for racetracks that they've never been at before. It's a great tool for a lot of these guys in the garage to learn these racetracks that they've never been at. And uh, for example, even our, uh, even our cup guys like Paul Menard was using iRacing to be able to understand what gear to be in, in and how to use the, the, the shifting through the carousel for last week's race at Sonoma. So if you've got that tool, it's really valuable. Um, I think the guys that are a little, uh, you know, a little bullheaded about it are, are selling themselves short because it could be pretty important. I was at a t uh, we were testing at Road, Road Atlanta many, many years ago. I'd never been there in my life. I spent about four hours on iRacing the day before, and I was right up to speed with my teammates as soon as we got on, got off, got on the racetrack who had been there the day before testing. So it's incredible how much you can, how, how much you can use it to, to, to help yourself understand new racetracks. Yes, that, that's, yeah, how I was I, say, I, that's my addition to that. <laughs> but it shows us the world we're in because even <laughs> on, on NASCAR America, we have the iRacing yeah. simulator, and when AJ or Parker get in that each Thursday, they're yeah. racing against guys from all around, around the world who are racing in those moments too. I know that I know that people don't believe it, but William Byron will tell you, I mean, he, he owes that his progression and the speed that he's been able to go up through the ranks and be successful and win races in the Truck Series and Xfinity Series, and, and he's showing some great speed and promise here in the Cup Series now. He, he will tell you that he credits that to iRacing and the hours he's spent on there. Uh, I've worked with guys over the years that have raced on iRacing that have become great late model racers and, yeah. and, and great short track racers. So there's a lot of great potential there. If you want to become a race car driver, and you've got no real race car in your hands. You don't have, you know, thirty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars to go yeah. racing. Uh, pick it up. 
pick up, yeah. pick, pick up, the, get a PC and go race on iRacing and, and uh, hone your skills. Now, I think about all the tires that I tore up in the race cars and sheet metal that I tore up trying to learn you to on the racetrack. I promise you. <laughs> Well, thank you guys, everyone, for the calls. That was a lot of fun. We're going to um, stick around here at Chicagoland because we're not done with driver appearances. We've got another driver, and it's one you know very well, Dale. Justin Allgaier, he is here, getting mic'd up, getting his ears in, ready to come up, come up and join us next. I don't know if he can hear us yet. We can still talk bad about him, not for long, because he's going to join us next. Justin Allgaier. Watch me hit the gas. Justin Allgaier in hot pursuit. So Allgaier makes a move. Allgaier closing on the leader. Hunted down by Justin Allgaier. Turn number four. Justin Allgaier wins at Chicagoland. Hometown hero right here for Justin Allgaier. Hometown win. Considered his home track. Yeah, Riverton, Illinois, less than three hours from Chicagoland Speedway. Justin Allgaier joining us now on the Peacock Pit Box. And I, don't, I heard Kelly Stavis say you were the very first interview of our NBC coverage in 2019. She said that that, that was pretty cool. That was a big honor, right? And now you're here with <laughs> now us I'm today. Because all the hometown fans want to see you. That's what we're, we're doing. I hope that's the case. I'd prefer to see them all from right over here. Um, yeah, that video, the intro video there is pretty cool to, to have a couple victories here. So, Well, you know that victory lane really well. You got two wins at a mile and a half racetrack, and they both come here, right? This is the only mile and a half I'm actually decent at. I think. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure of that. It's uh, it's funny though because the first one we saw, I ran out of gas, literally like a half a second after Carl ran out of gas, and and the play-by-play -play is funny coming to the start finish line because they thought Trevor Bain was going to pass me. Yeah, so I run out of gas right about here when I shook the car left to to go around him. I ran out, and they thought that uh, that was Trevor Bain right there that beat me, and it wasn't. But then I had to walk. I had to walk all the way to Victory Lane. That was terrible, man. It was, uh, but it was a cool day for sure. Yeah, the two, if the two wins, you've led a combined 16 laps. You know that's hard on me. <laughs> well, I can tell you that uh, the second one, I had to hold off my teammate at the time was Elliot, and it was so weird because I got the lead, and then we had a series of caution after caution after caution, and we weren't the best car that day, but uh, we led those last 15 laps, and it was, it was so much fun. It was cool. Yeah, I was reading uh, an article uh, that you had done this week and you were talking about you're kind of the old guy now at 33 years old of the series there but my, my question is more along the lines that you've been a, a part of the conversation of the championship conversation and, and I would say you still are here but there are three drivers that are being talked about the most obviously there has to be somebody else along the way to make it for but uh, what do you need to do with your team? You and Jason Burdett, you've always been strong uh, throughout most seasons, but you haven't really put it together. You've got a couple of seconds, but what's it going to take? It's not up to the owner over here to get you more stuff, is it? <laughs> well, you know, I, the hardest part that we found is is that it's not one thing. You know, there's not one area that we're lacking in, and, and as a company, I mean, obviously, um, Junior Motorsports has been a great home for me. To come off of a season last year and have five wins and start this season and be not even part of the top three that, that you, you know the big three that you guys have talked about um it, it it's challenging mentally as well as physically but what's cool about it is and, and dale you, when you're in the shop you see i mean the amount of hours that these guys are spending and the time and effort and, and energy that they're putting into making our programs better it's shown the last 
five or six weeks especially with all four of our cars. I mean, we've had good runs individually kind of all season. Here or there, we've had one or two good races where we've each excelled. But the last four or five weeks as a company, we've we've done a better job. We've been in the we've been in the picture. We may not be battling for the lead every lap of the race, but at some point during the race, you count you can't count out any four of our cars. And I think that that's the the thing that we've been lacking is, you know, when you have a little bit of speed or you, you, you're not quite there yet and you don't have all the speed you want, you make these big hail mary moments. And for me, I look at I look at Pocono and I'm like, man, I was a dumb decision, right? I drove in there at the bottom of four wide on a restart, tried to squeak that extra two or three feet to get clear and spun out, you know, but it was, it was because we felt like we weren't quite up to the speed that everybody else was that you wanted to make those, those big moments. So um, our team's done a fantastic job. Uh, hats off to everybody at the shop and uh, at the Hendrick engine shop. We've, we've definitely worked on it really hard and I think we'll have something hopefully as we keep, keep making them better for the playoffs. We're at the half point, halfway point of the season and I like to sort of guess who's going to make the playoffs, but also who's, who, what the four are going to be at Homestead, right? And with Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, and Cole Custer doing so well, those guys in, are in my mind three that will be there at Homestead. Who is your toughest competition to battle for that final spot if that's what the, if that's the case? Well, it's funny because last year we went into the playoffs thinking we had a guaranteed right. shot at yeah. making it to Homestead. So those points go away quick. Those bonus <laughs> points. We found that out the hard way. Um, you know, I, I, looking at the, the the points there. You know, there's been a lot of guys that have been challengers week in and week out. You know, Noah in, in the nine obviously has been, a, has been a strong competitor here, especially as of late. Um, you've got the 22 of Cindric, you've got the 98 of, of um, um, Chase Briscoe, you got John Hunter in the 23. I mean, you got a lot of guys that, that are, they're competing at a high level. And, and there are races where when they put them together, they've got extremely good speed. So for us, it's about managing these races. And I think last year we did a poor job, and I'm gonna put a lot of the blame on myself right here. We did a poor job in the playoffs. And I feel like for us, we learned so much last year. That that's why I'm, I, I don't feel like the intensity of, we have to win five races this year to get back to that point. Yeah, I wanna win. I wanna win every week. I wanna lead every lap. But I've not put the intensity on these regular season points like I did last year. Last year it was like, get to the uh, regular season championship and then we'll we'll figure out the playoffs. Now it's been, I've been thinking about the playoffs for almost a year now, you know what I mean? And 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 when these playoffs starts, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm already, if, I'm, I'm thinking about Homestead, you know what I mean? I'm already trying to push myself into those positions. And, and I think mentally you have to put yourself in that game. Wasn't it here last year that you tried out wakeboarding? I don't know about trying out, but you did the wakeboarding. I did the wakeboarding yeah. thing last year here. Uh, actually, I've, I've kept up with those guys and uh, they they all they all messaged me that they were coming back to do it again. This was probably the not the smartest decision I've ever made. On a race weekend. On a race weekend. With your boss sitting right here watching. I thought it was great. Did, did you, okay. It was fun though. I'll be honest with you. I I so I wake surf behind a boat, uh, but there's usually no obstacles in the way, and so they're like, oh, it's easy. You just slide off this table into the water. You'll jump over this this thing, but just don't lean left or right because it's it's like ice. So they said, just just make sure you go up and straight over. I'm like, oh, damn. okay. Yeah, it worked out, though. <laughs> and we your boss sounds like you're okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I love it when drivers get out there and get involved in stuff like that. It gives us a lot to watch, and the fans love it, seeing that side of you outside the race car. Talked about Bell Custer and Reddick being the guys that are favorites right now. I talked to Reddick, and he says that you're, you're the guy that he thinks is going to turn it on through this summer stretch. We get into a lot of variety of different racetracks. Are you looking forward to the road courses in New Hampshire and all those different tracks that we're going to? I am, you know, I think the summer months for me are, are so much fun because it's a grind. You know, our schedule is so tough through the summer months. It's hot, it's miserable. 
you know, conserving equipment is a, is a big deal. So, you know, we're going to have to conserve equipment as much as we can. Uh, but what do you mean by that? Like, well, just making sure, you know, if you've got a good car, you know, the last you thing you want to do is go out there. Homestead, you yeah. want to take it to Homestead. You don't want to wreck the thing every week and, and, you know, not have, I mean, you know, yeah, we can patch them back together or we can build new ones, but you're never guaranteed that those cars are going to run as good as, as the ones that you got. Do you and, have a favorite in the garage? I don't. You know, I, I've kind of made it a, a, a job of mine to not even look at the number lately because my, I don't want to go into a race and say, oh, man, I hate this car. And, and then because the moment you think that car is bad, you're going to go out there and you're going to be bad, right? You're going you're gonna to unload and you're going to be terrible. So for me, I, I've left it up to Jason Burdett, my crew chief, to say, hey, you put the best car on the racetrack that you think is going to go win the race every week, and, and I'll figure out how to drive it, right? And, and good or bad or indifferent, I'll just figure out how to drive it. And, uh, you know, last week at Iowa was a great example of that. We unloaded, obviously, new tire at Iowa. We've had some success there. We won the race last year in the spring. We unloaded on this new tire, and we were terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. We only got 25 minutes of practice, and the rain came down, and we basically started the race that way. And turns out, we were really good. I mean, we, we had to drive through the field and, and get up to the front. We weren't quite as good as the double zero in the 20, but maybe a couple more restarts we should have been okay so you know for us i've just i've said hey you figure out how to make it go fast i'll figure out how to drive it and we'll be on the same page well thanks for coming up here and joining yeah. us uh, we like having you here but we'll like to see you over there in victory lane for yeah, i'm okay Thursday. with that you guys got a great spot though i think my pit stall is only a couple All down right. from you so we'll keep a uh, yeah it's uh always glad to have you guys back you know NBC oh, being you. back and yep. it's good to have good you guys luck. back thank, thank you. you very much justin allgaier joining us now unfortunately kyle petty and rutledge wood haven't been able to join us for this uh, rest of the show because there's some weather in the area so we're asking everyone to, to please be safe i think it means they are maybe playing more carnival games though i'm not sure exactly but barbecue. when we come back we're not done yet oh kids are still having fun uh we'll wrap things up here from chicagoland on this fan friday coming up next person in your cell phone? Steven Tyler. Who? Kate Hudson. Ooh, Kate Hudson's um, pretty cool. Michelle Monaghan. Michael Jordan. I'm more of a LeBron girl myself, but still. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Probably Dale Jr. Ooh, that's really cool. I mean, Denny Hamlin had Michael Jordan, so. Yeah, good for Denny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lacey Caroline is going to have my job sooner than later. Uh, you can see more of that, uh, her, her interviews on uh, NBC Sports' YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, I that's think cool Mark Drake Jr.'s birthday is today. He's is 39, it? I believe. Right. Almost 40, Martin. And you're the most famous person in his phone, he just said. How about that? I'm yeah. uh, yeah. humble. Big deal. Very, you're a big yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Xfinity Series practice coming up. What are you guys going to be looking for? I mean, you know, Tyler Reddick, he's yeah. got, he had a dominant car off the trailer. Is anybody going to be able to gain ground on him, or is he going to continue to get faster as he gets his car tuned into that top groove? Yeah. Can Joey Logano catch these there three guys go. in the Xfinity Series? They, they're go. good. All right. Like we said, we had some weather in the area, but Rick Allen and Steve Latard are up in the booth getting ready for Xfinity Series practice. Uh, the Truck Series race coming up later tonight. We will see you back here for more coverage again tomorrow. Right now, Rick and Steve are taking it away. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, 
and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.